0: What exactly defines greatness? In our past four episodes, we have not only given you the answer, but we have shown you people, people who have broken stereotypes and barriers, giving their all and pushing their limits. Welcome to the Black History of the Winter Olympics podcast part five. I am Chibuogwutina Nadiblam, and our adventure continues. With me is...
1: Queen Lizzie, excited to be here, like really excited to be here. Maybe the the most excited I've been. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, so, you know,
0: during our last episode, we actually celebrated a gold medal. And we're looking forward to, you know, more gold medals coming in this, of course, Black History Month um, from our black, Black Athletes. And in the spirit of everything aligning for us, Liz, we will start off with Team Canada's Sarah Nurse, the ice hockey player whose goal and assist in the finals of the ice hockey tournament against USA earned her a new Olympic single tournament record with 18 points
1: wow he's
0: like brilliant like, everywhere i'm
1: just going to do a full disclosure eh? i really don't understand the inner workings of um, hockey <laughs> but people yeah. that do are like wow that was really great so i'm writing i'm thinking in on them i'm like that is really fantastic because i watched highlights of that i didn't get to see it live. Mm-hmm. but when i heard the results I, did, I went to watch highlights and man that team was on fire the other 23 team members were on fire so big up sarah nurse yeah, yeah, I was I had to do a double take like nurse nurse. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it's okay. Nurse, sorry, <laughs> nurse for winning that gold. So something more to celebrate. And unfortunately, today is the fine is the final day of the Winter Olympics, so uh, mm-hmm. we're not looking forward to more gold, but it feels good to have a gold on the final day and a black person earning that gold. Exactly. So
0: exactly. So nurse actually recorded an incredible 13 assists during the event. And officially, she is the first Black woman to win gold in hockey. Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: Can I just... To say something here. Go ahead. I think on this show, right, we tend mm-hmm. to say a lot of first, 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 right, yeah. and that's because like I was thinking about it today, and it's like the significance. Yes, we've had the black woman win gold, we had a Ray Jackson win gold, but then when it comes to t- this individual tournament, it's rare. So like, oh, figure skating was the first one, and then now we have speed skating, we have. I'm ice hockey and you're like oh but somebody has won gold now but mm. in this particular sport like this is the first so mm. we hear when people hear us say a lot of first it's not like we're saying a gold has never been won before or a mother has never been won before but just like individual tournaments really matters exactly. in the records and all of that so
0: and we will get to hear more firsts that's the truth and that's a fact <laughs> until all <laughs> spots are covered
1: <laughs> yeah I, 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 there's a saying like we don't give up until everybody is there's something there's like a popular saying like that that has to do with never leaving anybody behind but I guess that's what we're doing on the show exactly like, we, we, we literally advocate like advocating for an entire continent where's our medal <laughs>
0: <laughs> we deserve a medal girl so um congratulations to nurse to all of her teammates and to all of Canada as well and moving on from one epic feat to another let's talk about Shani Davis I mean the first African-American athlete to win an individual Winter Olympics gold medal.
1: Liz, over to you. Shannon Davis was a speed ice skater, born on August 1982 in Chicago. He's like um, Chicago mentioned. He's the first black at, um, athlete to African American athlete to win an individual Winter Olympic medal, gold, 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 gold. So we talked about Debbie Thomas; she won bronze. Um, but this time around, we're talking about gold. He is the first in 2005. Davis became the fourth American and the first African American athlete to win the world round speed skating championship and you know the thing about davis a eh, when i was going through his record tell me davis at the age of four mm-hmm. he was he was taken out from his speed skating um uh practice now by his teacher because he was going too fast he was <laughs> as um fast fast, fast Davis and yeah. that did not just stop for him so on February 18 2006 he skated a 26.60 seconds final lap to win the men's 1000 meter long trunk finals at the Winter Olympics in Tara, Turin Italy so yeah can happen <laughs> <in> Italy, <Chibondo. laughs> exactly and guess what <laughs> like the next yeah. winter
0: Olympics is coming to Italy
1: yay maybe I'll be there <laughs> 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 so you see hopefully cross, he he make, it, make this happen for me <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well so I mean
0: let's 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 talk a little more about this guy he actually is a yeah. trailblazer least first to win yeah. an individual um an ind-
1: individual winter olympics gold medal cool. like it's you it's know, just in a single person sport, not exactly just, um, hockey or whatever. So people need to understand that we have like a two thousand and two gold, but then that was in hockey, um, um, ice hockey. We're going to talk about that later. But then in individual, I feel like we need to break those things down because it can even get a bit confusing. Like, what are you guys saying? Is it the first or is it not the first? Exactly. <laughs> it will be so, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and, and, and I mean,
0: this is someone who throughout his career also has world records sh- to show for his, his incredible yeah. performances. I mean, kudos to him. Uh, he, he, he became the first man to also win back to back 1000 meter speed skating gold medals. Like, wow. Brilliance. And he also won yeah. a silver medal in the 1500 meter race at the
1: Vancouver Olympics. Wow, wow, -hmm. wow, wow, wow. Shani Davis is definitely one to watch. It's like, hey, that's him. But it's great things. And you know when they say great things that young, he started um, skating at the age of two. At four, he was notoriously known for his speed skating, and he's known to say, If I'm not going to win, there's no point being there. So, yeah, maybe that's what the mentality everybody takes going <laughs> into this. But here he's known as the speed skating demon, and he has the record Ooh. to prove for it. So, Shannon Davis, what a name. The <laughs> yeah, and what a man, you know, <laughs> speaking of them starting
0: young this seems to be the story like all of all for all of them athletes get stuck young and to be honest this is one thing that it's one thing that you really advocate for especially in Nigeria you know and in as much as we find out that some people get to transition into these winter sports Probably after doing the normal summer sports The transition into the winter sports uh, Especially yeah. for the Africans You know, but then you realize That at some point When Africa gets used to um, Getting involved In winter sports, starting early Wouldn't be a problem And it's it's really yeah. an important stage Because, you know, there's this funny clip I don't know if you saw it um, Olympic Canada did share it on their Instagram
1: Was it the one you sent
0: me on WhatsApp? Uh, the one with the kiddies, the, the kids Olympics, so to say.
1: No, no, no. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, I like it was I think so I saw. Hilarious. I saw the clip. I remember the clip you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Where, the where the
0: commentator. I remember. I remember. Where the Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> commentator was like, "Italy can taste the victory." You remember? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Like I really wish we had kids Olympics.
1: It would have been so I just, hilarious. It, I just like <laughs> there's so much to hope for and dream for, and just one day, maybe in our time, we'll get to see it. We'll get to see it. I just exactly.
0: Hope that. Oh my goodness! Because I mean, starting at three years old, if you yeah. have that opportunity to be an Olympian at three year at three years old, come on. For people like us, we'd be oh like, like, "What were you doing at three?
1: <laughs> like, I was going to ask you that question. If you're going to win a gold medal in something you started at three, what would that be? To be honest, I can't pick up on anything (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding (laughs) Oh lord, have mercy Oh my goodness, you see where our problem lies We don't stand anything on time So maybe we'll fix that with the next generation And have winter Olympians, summer Olympians All kinds of Olympians Hopefully that would happen Seriously, not just in sports, to be honest You know, in In
0: every area of (laughs) of life (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, so let's move on to someone else And we will be talking about yeah. Ghanaian Carlos Maida. He is the oldest He was actually because now the Olympics is over uh, He was the Mami, oldest alpine skier <laughs> At the <laughs> Beijing Winter Games And he represented Ghana So let's yeah. talk a little bit Chalet. about him. <laughs> <Chalet. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he was adopted and raised in Europe let's talk a little yeah. bit about Carlos
1: uh Liz okay yeah Carlos was adopted and raised in one of the coldest part of Europe Switzerland um but he sought to represent his home country Ghana um he's maintained connection to his Ghanaian culture and roots and when the time came he had uh hopes to qualify for Beijing and he did qualify and here he is so he's now this is something that he's that he said and i'm going to quote him for me there is more to sports than just winning i want to set a good example and show young people in switzerland and ghana that you can do anything with the necessary will and effort ain't no mountain high enough Mm -hmm. and you know what i found very very interesting about um um, carlos right Mm -hmm. go now when i was going through I remember when we talked about um, Shannon Abeda and how we talked about you. You, you, sp- you mentioned how he complained about the financial strain of doing this thing. You know, having to travel to Europe and you know Canada is is quite cold. But then it takes more than just cold to be able to practice successfully. You need some utilities. You need some facilities. Mm. And he mentioned how money is a challenge in all of these things right yeah. and that was something that I found distinct about um Carlos the Ghanaian um Olympic committee actually pitched in to help make to help make his um, journey to the Olympics success with they hire the trainer for him they hire the physiotherapist for him yes he's for the trip but then again that did not stop them so yeah even though Carlos did not win um, a gold and like you mentioned he was the oldest I f- I kind of felt like his story yes really embodies what he was talking about adopted at um, a very young age but then again I, I also want to say big up to his parents that adopted him because they could have kept it from he wasn't adopted as an, as an adult they could have have kept his Ghanaian culture and roots away from him and be like oh you do, you don't need to know that but they didn't you were able to raise him into a man that not only not only loved his adopted country mm-hmm. or his adopted country he also loved the country of his birth he was able to love it enough to want to represent it to want to immerse himself in the culture and everything so very very okay I want to say very very fantastic thing but I don't think that's proper English but then something worthy to know. So Carlos. Yeah. Uh, one one of my most inspiring story, actually, because we talk mm. about how, what is the lifeline of an of an Olympian? What is the lifeline of even a sports person? This mm-hmm. is him at forty three, and he, like you mentioned, is not about winning; it's about doing. And sometimes that's just all you need to do just do.
0: Mm, exactly,
1: just do. To be
0: honest, that's one that's one mantra I'm trying to carry on this year. And let's see how yeah. it goes. Uh, for yeah, I Carlos, think that brought about this this podcast. Just- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for Carlos, he he's fo- he actually followed in the footsteps of uh, fellow skier, the snow leopard uh, Kwame Gruma Achimpong, who raced at Vancouver twenty ten. And Aquasi Frimpong, who qualified for the men's skeleton event at Pyeongchang
1: 2018. And, and was uh, quartered out of Beijing. Let's put that. Pong was quartered out of Beijing. He could have <laughs> been there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Uh,
0: for for Carlos, also in Beijing, in his race, the men's uh, giant slalom, he did not finish. And he came out on Instagram to actually express his disappointment at how the race turned out. But he went on to appreciate everyone who supported him uh, to achieve this dream of his, you know, at 43. And if you notice, the hat he wore during the opening ceremony, it really was going well and viral back home in Switzerland, family, friends. We're all taking photos with it, and he was sharing on his uh, Instagram page. And also, he he mentioned that this is just the beginning. Look out for Ghana in 2026. So we don't know if he's going to come back and in
1: what capacity. Maybe he might go into coaching or something. Uh, four exactly. Years is a long time. Maybe a might go into they be able to have like a system where because obviously the ghana the Ghanaian olympic committee is is behind him so they can have a system where some of those kids can go to switzerland and train and practice and all of that see collaboration is the new is a new way to win so happy for ghana happy for him and i'm looking forward to having africans win whether you're Ghanaian madagascan every uh, three and just let's 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 do stuff for my yeah let's just <laughs> win some yeah Exactly.
0: And still uh, speaking about, you know, Africa and athletes representing Africa, let's talk about Sab- Sabrina Simada. Um, she actually missed out on participating in Beijing because, not because she did not qualify. She qualified, but then something else held her back. Liz?
1: Well, money, money, money. And I can sing. It's so funny. Uh, it was a money issue, right? Yeah. And, and I feel like this is honorable to... The, I said this is... Another, uh, yeah, an honorable mention. Although honorable is not the word I like to use now. But then, just to contrast what we're talking about, this was somebody... Um, She's Kenya, moved to Austria when she was three. She was she was, uh, she was introduced to and skiing. She became the first woman in and skiing to compete for Kenya at the 2018 Winter Olympics in um, Pyongyang, South Korea. But this time around, she had to pull up because of financial a lack of financial um, abilities to take her to Beijing and make sure that she was able to successfully participate. So, um, to aid her in her training and everything, she didn't have money, nobody was coming forward. The Kenyan um, OC were you not know, coming forward. And, you know, that's it. Kenya would it, have any competitors to represent them because they are too busy doing other things to support. So that felt like a dig, but I feel like Kenya should have done better in this instance. It's just one person. It's not as if um hundred people are asking you to fund them. They could have found money to to help one person going to represent your country. So
0: exactly, I and, and I think it's it's because from what I saw on her Facebook post after she missed out, she's. Said. so they were the ones that offered to actually help her and support her and it wasn't just like I think it was like over a year ago or something and all of a sudden as, as the Olympics drew closer and all of that she began to hear excuses and the support wasn't yeah. coming forth and you know this it, also
1: think, and this is a familiar story for us it's like we it's, can recount if we start recounting these tales we're never going to leave her. Exactly. It's an all too familiar story. They come with their with their hands folded, I beg now, promising mm-hmm. you have an end this time. is like okay, where are you Me, voicemail, nothing is going through anymore.
0: Well, we hope that things will get better. The federation, the Olympic committees, will try to do better. When you make promises, please try to fulfill them. I know some,
1: most IOC of the have to this, right? The, the IOC should be able to penalize mm-hmm. the local um, community because in this case, like you mentioned, they all went to hard. They were like, um, hi, babe, we like you. We want to be in a relationship with you. And she was like, cool. This is what our need for the relationship to function. Mm-hmm. And they said, yes. So now I think they, they should be penalized or something. Maybe they cannot penalize them in the Winter Olympics. Attack them at Summer. They like to run, so if <laughs> if they can be like a cross country across cross tournament thing, people will sit up and do better.
0: I wish there was really a way the IOC could actually penalize some of these associations, but you know they wouldn't want to interfere in the local issues. You know how this thing works. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> let's talk about Jerome, by the way. Jerome Iginla, yeah. he's from Canada. Well, he. Um, has a Nigerian father and an American. Yeah, our mother.
1: very own, from this <laughs> I, point of view, to be shorting, our very own Jerome. Clean. Jerome, Jerome. Claymo,
0: <laughs> Claymo.
1: <laughs> oh, tell us about him, Liz. Okay, um, at 24 years old in, 2000 and, in 2002, Jerome was part of the Canadian team that won gold. At the Winter Olympics, right, he became um, the f- sorry the first black man to win gold medal at the Winter Olympics. So, what we're talking about now about um, the individual and all of that. Mm. So, he became the first black man to win gold a, a gold medal at the Winter Olympics, but this was not a, in an individual sport; it was in the team sport, ice hockey. So, and that was the same year that Vonetta Flowers. Um, uh, also, sorry, that was the same year at the Fonetta Flowers victory in the two women bobsled. Um, oh, that, we were going to edit this part out. Let me just take that again. Mm. Um, that was the same year. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, that was the same year that Vanetta Flowers also won her medal. So 2002 was a very good year. You know the song in 96 was well, a very good year, but for, for for the Black athletes, 2002 was a very good year. So, um. We didn't. We didn't just have Vanessa Flowers' medal. We also had that of Jerome. That was uh, he, also the same. Um, yeah, that Vanessa Flowers won her medal too. And he, he, he's not just a 2002 um, gold medal winner. He, he's also a 2010 gold medal winner. It took him eight years, but he did it again mm. at his third Olympics, and he won his second gold. So. Fantastic for the Canadian and Nigerian. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to emphasize on the Nigerian. Nigerian. And do you know what, what I find exciting about him? Eh? He didn't just have a good Olympic career. He also had a good uh, sports career. As a, as an um, ice hockey player, he won um, a couple of medals. He was very good. He was well-known. So he had like, you know, the, they always say the life of an Olympian. But his wasn't just the life of, a, of an Olympian. It was like the life of an athlete. It was balanced. It was rounded. And it was beautiful. So um, at 24, won his first gold. Eight years later, he did it again. So... Big up um, hero, Nigerian yeah. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Should would use the Canadian a bit and emphasize the Nigerian. Why are you, you like know. this? Did he win it for Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, won it for, he made his father proud. His father must have felt very proud. So at that moment, all of Nigeria felt really proud too. So let's okay. learn to claim our small victories where we see them. We don't know when this will happen again. And be, be clear more. <laughs> let's move on
0: though let's talk about kalina roberge she's also from ah. canada yeah short- canadians
1: are doing big things
0: yeah a short track
1: speed skater so tell us about her as well okay another canadian doing big things um she is like you mentioned, the trucks, um, a short track speed skater, and um, born in Quebec in 1986. Um, she started speed skating um, at two because of her brothers. Her brothers were in the sport. Then, at 18 years old in 2004, she made the junior national team. Um, at the end of the season, she was ranked um, as, at an amazing eighth place, like um, the, the record said, at the junior World Cup circuit. She qualified for the and 503,000 really event at the Winter Olympics despite sustaining a leg injury at the trials and became the youngest member of the national team. So that is, that is that, you know, when they say, I think like you mentioned before, it's about starting young, young, young. It's like we have a lot of started at two, started at one, started from the stomach and all of these things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. She's won the bronze medal um, uh, in 2009 on the way to the 2010, Winter to Olympics. Um, she also Won silver at the three thousand relay and later added. Well, this was not at the Olympics, but added silver world championships to her medal collection. And can I also mention something here? Mm-hmm. When I was going through her story, my my mind went to um, Adiabo, right? Yeah. How she won the world championship gold, right? So, um, the fact that she narrowly missed out from. This winter Olympics must really sting bad because she, she is obviously in top form. Maybe she might not have won gold, but it would have been a way, way better finish and outing than we had the last time. What do yeah. you think?
0: So, yeah, I think so too. And I mean, coming with that momentum into the Olympics would have been great for her and becoming the first black you know, the first African to win an individual an international um sled event. It was really brilliant and old Yeah. So so she actually missed out by a spot which can sting like you
1: mentioned. And yeah, you know, when you're in the reverse, yeah, so the reserve team, and they are like, "Hey, maybe, maybe." And you're warming up. You know, you want to say hope. You won't lose hope. They'll be like, "Okay, just one more chance, one more chance," and then exactly. that's, you
0: know, And, like, and hard beats for her? And that's why she's actually fighting. You know, to make sure there are more opportunities for women in the, the sled events. I mean, mm-hmm. there are less. There are less opportunities. There are 20, 20 slots for the two women bobsled and 20 slots for the monobob. But the thing about the monobob is that um, 14, 14 participants in the monobob also will be participating in the two women bobsled. So it's like just six extra slots, you know? Yeah. And you know it doesn't make sense. So this is what she, what she's fighting, and she's she's trying to see how far and it could go. It could, it will become it could become a legal thing,
1: and it should. She, she, and you know it should this. become a legal thing. The thing is that with all these legal cases, they don't tell us what's going on. But I think it should be there. The rules should be looked at because uh, uh, from from what I know of the story, it's not just about the women. It's about how. It, how, it, how it can also affect Africans, because this is a, um, a I don't want to use the word come com first, um, how do they use that How do they say it now? First come, first serve kind of thing. But that's the most simplistic way to say it. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the way it looks, Africa would always be quoted out of it because... At this point, at this stage, our weather and everything would always not be the first at the table, will not be the front at the the front will not be at the front of the table for a really long time. So if space is not made for more people, this whole quota business, we're gonna find it very, really hard to find our footing. And she's 48, eh? So mm-hmm. I, I see, listen, on <laughs> the behalf, of you, sorry. <laughs> yeah so um
0: anyways like i really don't i, I really love her her mental strengths the way she took it and you know she still celebrated her feet in spite of not making uh making the team to beijing she had the zoom event with family she danced had a cake you know cut her cake and all that yeah. so yeah kudos to her for really continuing to push for the women not just women all over the world women in africa especially so all the best to her and we we hope that she succeeds with the case and succeed in breaking barriers
1: as she's always done okay so So Are we done with Kalina? Aside from her qualifying for the 500 um, meters and 3000 meters, really, at the Winter Olympics, most of what she won, most of her um, silver, her gold, her bronze was actually not at the Olympics, but at the World Championship. So she won a lot of that, even on the way to the 2010 Winter Olympics, Um, she won a silver in the 3000 meters relay and later added a silver at the world championship. She's like a silver collector. But then she was at the 2006 and 2010 Winter Olympics where she won a silver medal. But outside the Olympics, she was very active, gathered a lot of medals and she's black. She's Canadian. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah so, and
0: yeah exactly so yeah and, and that wraps it up for this episode of black history yeah. at the winter olympics podcast thank you so much lizzie for doing this again with us from with yeah.
1: me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i am <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think we really should work on a, I don't know how we can do a behind the scene for, for, for a podcast <laughs> but we really should work <laughs> on the episode because it's at it's that it's a series on its own. But Thank I'm so you. glad that we're able to do this. And uh, I'm happy for all the informations we're able to share. And even what you do with your videos and all of that is exciting to see because if we don't talk about the stories, more people will not know about the stories. And that, what they say about visibility, visibility brings about growth. You might not see it instantly, but then again, it's like a process. And over time, we can, we'll be able to see the impact. And hopefully the impact is, is soon and good. Indeed.